Shepherding Chaos, the Retail 247 podcast. Embracing change in the world of retail tech. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Shepherding Chaos. This is the first edition of 2023 and we're really pleased to welcome Cathy McCabe from Proximity. Hi Cathy. Last time I saw you, you were uh, singing karaoke in a uh, in a bar off uh, off uh, Times Square in New York. Yeah, it's that NRF time, isn't it? Very it is. very good timing. Exactly, exactly. Martin, always a pleasure. Indeed, Never I a chore. What was it? <laughs> yeah, today we're uh, we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about customer service, uh, which is obviously the the, the fundamental point of uh, of retailing. Uh, without good customer service, everything else is completely uh, irrelevant. I'm sure we'd all agree on that. Um, but we're going to talk about customer service, what it means, and, and actually the part that technology can play in, in actually enhancing customer service, especially in the physical sense. So, um, Cathy, do you want to tell us a bit about uh, proximity before we uh, start? Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, I'll give you a, a quick elevator pitch on proximity and what we do. Um, very much focused around this kind of retail super app that joins up all of those experiences across the board, customer service, in-store, physical retail, digital retail. So <clears throat> again, it's it was really born out of clienteling and clienteling and, and sort of luxury premium brands are very well-versed in clienteling and how you can really connect and engage with a customer and really make them, you know, give them an extraordinary experience. Now I think it's a lot broader because you've got all these different ways of connecting with a customer and uh, what, you know, what we've been looking at is how we can bring that together into a single solution that is then fed lots of data, product data, transactional data, customer data, so that you can really um, serve the customer um, in an amazing and extraordinary way, but technology enables that and is pretty much invisible to the customer, but it's really enabling that service level. So you're enabling, you're enabling or empowering the uh, the person in the, I hate the word empowering, I don't know why <coughs> I use that, but I used it, it's in there, we work in technology, yeah. we have a habit of doing these things, but you're enabling the person in the, in the store to actually have a lot more product information, a lot more product knowledge uh, about the, the product that they're selling, but also about the dimensions, so the uh, yeah, whether it's in stock, when 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 it can be available, to make them the person that the the, the customer feels yeah, really they are providing an added value. I think, as Cathy says, it's it's the sort of multiple touch points and the and the I was going to say the frequency of change of those touch yeah. points and, and the fact that you need to keep you know somebody somewhere needs to keep abreast of what the customer actually wants to communicate via. So you know the 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 the, the different apps that materialise the. You know, for a retailer to keep on on track and have that technology interface is quite burdensome for them. That yeah. it's down to somebody to provide that sort of service. Yeah, I think typically that often we, you know, we in today's world, the customer of, often has more information yeah. to hand than the store associate or the you know the call centre part, you know, agent that's trying to serve the customer. And it's about persisting that information across all of those channels so that the customer really does feel that they're getting. You know, they're not having to repeat yeah. things mm. like you know, multiple times or, you know, it's really important because otherwise, you know, you lose the customer along the way. Yeah. You, I think you mentioned at the beginning that it was sort of, um, traditionally in, uh, in in luxury retail. Do you see this going down to be more mainstream now? Yeah, 100%. I mean, 100%. We have a really broad mix of customers now from main, what you would, you know, mainstream high street retail all the way through to luxury brands and, and global. Is there a level that wouldn't be applicable, do you think? Um, I guess there would be, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we're still seeing how that, you know, ultimately the, the key is that brands, you know, 
regardless of you know whether you're a luxury brand or a high street mainstream brand you still need to know who your customer is and unless you're cu capturing that customer and that customer data then you don't know who that customer is so it's it's about changing the use cases but being able to do that yeah the, the, i suppose the level of the level <coughs> of data you're capturing and, and how you use that data yeah. will vary i mean it, you know will, will primark ever get to that world for example i'd like to think that primark could do a lot more in terms of engaging with the customer than they do but obviously they're their mindset is is yeah is very much um you know it's 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 high throughput yeah and it's kind of being able to serve the customer really quickly i'm standing typically i'm standing there with a you know, a basket a full of items yeah. and I just want to get through the queue as quickly as possible. Um, capturing data at that point would, would probably, um, yeah. you know, yeah. increase that waiting time, which uh, wouldn't be very customer friendly. So how much data do you actually, what, what sort of data do you catch about the customers? So if I, if I went into the store, what, what do you actually, you know, how would the, uh, can you talk, talk me through how the, how the interaction would work? Typically it depends on what the brand wants to do, but you can capture, you know, minimal data and then follow up to capture more data. But you would be capturing name and address and sorry, name, email address, mobile number, etc. The, the, the minimal that you would need to do to then um, make a follow up sort of relevant, etc. And then you can add to that if you're actually then trying to know, trying to find out more about the customer. So if, I, if I'd have been a previous, <coughs> sorry, so if I'd have been a previous customer, a returning customer, yeah. you'd already know. Yes, this, ideally yeah. you'd already have that information. I could yeah. pull up your profile. I could see what you've purchased previously, where you'd purchased, how you've purchased online, in store, all of that kind of normal that you would have as a as a three hundred and sixty customer profile. One of the I think one of the key elements is that even if you take store today, um, uh, you know eighty percent of that customer base is probably not a purchasing customer. They walk in the door, yeah, and you're an not capturing that. So mm. if you only capture just a small percentage of that, those people that come in and, and maybe don't purchase, and you can follow on, then you know there's a huge opportunity there to drive revenue. So you mean that they're, they're footfall, but they're not converted footfall, correct? Right, yeah. Because yeah. that, that's a big. And, and that's why weren't issue. they? I suppose is, yeah. is also the question. Yeah, I mean, I. <clears throat> We talked about this before. Obviously, we, we have, sales I mean, yeah. is not actually a very good measure if you well, look at no, it in isolation. But it's yeah, conversion is, mm. is is the key point because when footfall's down, people say yeah, footfall's down by yeah fifty percent. But if you could increase it's the weather, yeah. But if you could increase conversion by fifty percent, then actually the fact that there are less people is is counteracted by the fact you're selling more to them. I think there's been a just a slight aside. There's also been a change in attitude to these things. I think I've when I've dabbled in this area, not directly in, in the clienteling world, but we've talked about the, the desire for retailers to capture customer details yeah. over the over the years, um, and there's always perceived to be a reticence from the from the public to give that information. Mm -hmm. But I think you know, watching my kids grow up, you know, if they see a reason for it, they're quite happy to share these yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a, well, why wouldn't I? Is the attitude sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, you've got so to I make think it. That's, yeah. Have you seen that change? No, 100%. I think because, you know, the, the problem is often people say, well, how can I have your email address? And it's like, well, why? what are you going to do yeah. with it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and if you give that email address and then I'm immediately in three emails a day hitting my, you know, you just, mm. it's just not, that's not where we are yeah. today. There's got to be a value exchange there. If you do follow up, if you have a, you know, if you, even if you enable a very sort of um, basic follow up, then, you know, that, that, that there's a value exchange there if it's kind of, if you can make that personal rather than yeah. just, um, you uh, know, based into a, a personal a is a good word. I think. I think. I'm trying to just, just as me, and I'm probably not mm. a typical shopper, but uh, but you know, if it's obviously automated, that often is a, is a yeah. big turn off. Absolutely, yeah. It, that's where you want to try and take a view of of doing a non 
automated follow-up and mm. then understanding how that can then, you know, so if I've come in and I'm looking for something in particular and, and you don't have it in my size um, and, you know, but I'm still keen on that item or, you know, but what you need to do is then be able to follow up and say, like, I, you know, we can get that for you yeah. or, you know, so, you know, it's the basics of good customer service, which yeah, is what this yeah. is about, we, we, but it's missing so much. The basics are missing uh, so they, much. They I mean, if you remove the technology to one side for a moment, then it, in, you know, go back into the sort of 80s, 90s where technologies and the, and the early 2000s where this type of technology just wasn't available. Yeah. But the, the level of customer service, when you went into a store, you actually went into a store for a purpose. You went in mm -hmm. because you could actually get some help from somebody. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah, not, not in stores necessarily with the technology, <coughs> but it, it's such a, a blank. Didn't miss the best, yeah. Well, I, I did a bit of Christmas shopping around this last year. Uh, I did all my Christmas shopping online. Yeah. yeah maybe, mainly because we're obviously coming out of the COVID thing, but also I was a bit pinched for time. This year I had a bit more time, so I went into shops. And I have to say, I left, after spending my whole career working retail, I left bitterly disappointed thinking next year I'm going back to online because you just thought there was just no value. No added value other than spending a lot of time and, queuing and... and, and, and yeah, and going back to, uh, going back to uh, the point you made uh, at the beginning, Cathy, about you know, the customers are sometimes in a better position to know more about the product than the person working in the store. I was literally walking around one particular store with my phone looking for a product. So I said to you, know, do you have this in, in this particular size? And the person said, no, no, I don't think so. I looked online and I said, well, you've got it online. And so, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you're probably best to go and buy it online then. I was thinking, well, what's the point of having a store? You might as yeah. well just be online. Is that, is that solvable, though? Well, I think it, it, it is solvable if we could get back to, and you know, we've, we, we, this is a returning theme for us, but if we could get back to retailers valuing customer service, now they all pay lip service to valuing customer service because they all say the customer's king, but actually when you look at the investment they make in providing that customer service, it's not always as good as it should be. And you know, in this country, um, apart from, and uh, I know, I seem to repeat this every every podcast, but the um, that's apart, why I love you, Alan. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. Always consistent. Yeah, never interesting, but always consistent. The uh, unless you're working in a uh, a top quality restaurant, um, custom service isn't deemed to be a profession, is it? Yeah, for somebody working in a shop, yeah, it's, it's often it's a challenge job these days. Job. Yes, but. But so, but it's got to improve because otherwise shops will lose their relevance. It's a whole different podcast, isn't it? The yeah, yeah, we do. Like we do. the whole, you know, like retail. Job career. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for agreeing retail. to come back for the next one anyway. That's really good of you. Yeah. Yeah, no, we tend but, to do this to people. We've got no. Matt Bradley coming back. We did the same to him, but that was about dancing. But the, yeah, I mean, that's all about if you start your career off in retail, you know, like it's not necessarily, it's still not necessarily seen as no. as a, a value, a valuable no. career. Yeah, no, it's, no, no. it is, you it know, is. and the diversity, you know, look at, I started, well, we all started, but I started off on the shop floor yeah, in Woolworths and W.H. Yeah. Smith. So, you know, like literally it's a hugely valuable yeah. career. Nobody sits at school and university, no. you know, aspiring to join the retail no. industry. When you, when you joined, when you joined W.H. Smith's, then <coughs> I'm assuming you were, you were trained in customer service techniques and selling techniques. I worked for, uh, um, for Foster's. Yeah. The, the, and yeah, selling and customer service mm. were, I mean, literally, it was a little bit like, uh, I was going to say it was a bit like Grace Brothers. It was a bit more like suits you, sir, from the fashion show, <laughs> to be honest. But, the, um, but you, were, you were trained in these things and you weren't necessarily allowed to interact with the customer. So yeah. why did you leave? Why did I leave? 
I, well, I, it was well, part well, of why it. wasn't it then a career for you if you, if, it, if you got all that training? Well, yeah, but that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very good point. You now hoisted me by my own petard. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I think because going back to your point, nobody, I, I didn't sit there thinking I want to work in, in the shop. I mean, I, oh yeah, I, I started working on a, a management training <coughs> program and spent time working in the, in the stores, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And then I got rotated on to, to work in various areas. Right, okay. They ended up working in IT because it paid better. <laughs> so, uh, well, if we go back to your point that you said before, you were in a store before Christmas, you're trying to buy some product, you're trying to buy something, but you're not really, you know, what that, per when you've said, oh, have we got this, you know, I'm looking for this, or well, we don't have that in stock, and you're like, but you do have it. Well, let me get it for, I can get it for you online. You know, yeah. Let me, you know, do you want yeah. it delivered to home? You know, is it is it a gift that you want to deliver, you know, to a different address? Can you come in and pick it up? So it's that kind of being able to turn that sort of problem or challenge rather than just saying, oh, well, just go and buy it online. Mm. You know, it's actually then being able to... to, to Guarantee that and, conversion, isn't no, it? It's about making, yeah, closing you know, the deal. Yeah, and it's, that's where, you know, we, we have to make, you know, that's where technology can make it easier, mm. um, having the right technology there, but also the right training. So in terms of, you know, to make it, you know, is it, do you need to incentivise that? Do you not need to incentivise it? How do you create the right kind of... Um, you know, sort of ethos behind, you know, that why that's important because you're serving the customer and helping that customer to try and find that product wherever it might happen to be. So yeah. I think that's where, you know, putting the knowledge, the information, giving the information to the the team, you know, the, the store teams, the associates is really key, but also then training them on how, why, you know, why, you know, you don't want to walk out the door and then go and buy something else from somebody else because you've got, a customer there in front of you that is looking for a product yeah. and then how do you you know help them to yeah, buy yeah, that you, product you've got the hard work of it. You've, made, you've done the hard work they're in the store yeah. and then you know, fulfil yeah. the promise and, yeah. and still you know if you look at you know typically conversion is anywhere between 14, 15 and 20% post COVID conversion was higher because mm. actually you were making a visit to a store you were taking the time out to make a visit to a store um, so you had more purpose, more intention to actually buy something um, if you couldn't, you know, if you didn't want yeah. to buy that product online. People still like to buy from stores. They still like yeah. to touch and feel. They still <clears throat> like to try something on if it's, a, you know, an apparel item. Um, they still like that service element of, of gift, you know, from a gifting perspective to, 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 to get some confidence that they're buying the right thing for some, a loved one or, you know, a friend. So I think, there, you know, there's, a, there's an awful lot there around you know, the physical store and how important it is, it still is to retail and continues to be important. That's why we're still seeing more stores opening now than we were seeing before. But it is, you know, it's all about customer service and it's all it about that person, <clears throat> that human touch that, yeah. can, um, that can make a sale or lose a sale, basically. If we just pivot back to sort of technology, obviously as, as you know, as Retail 247, we, we pitch around the back end and, and the basics of retailing and, you know, knowing how much stock you have, knowing about the product information. Do you, do you see that as a an issue across some retailers that that actually the foundational data needed to enable the stuff you do is is a challenge or are they all getting better? Well, no, I think I think there's still um, there's still lots of room for improvement, despite you know technology being seen as mm -hmm. an enabler. Uh, there are still lots of foundational elements yeah. that are not in place because you've got to you've got to kind of join all the dots together. Yeah, I know. I've, said, I've said before it's quite the, depressing. After yeah. thirty five years, we're still making a pitch of, yeah. of you know, get the stock in the right place, and then how much have you got? Yeah. I mean, single view of stock, single yeah. view of customer were, are basics. Yeah. really, it's the it's the plumbing and the heating, isn't it? That you need it to is, have in place. It is, yeah. <laughs> that really, yeah. if 
you yeah. don't, if you're not investing in that, you know, you, you know, even your digital channels, you know, your digital channels are going to be yeah. woeful. Your physical channels will be woeful if you're not actually investing yeah. in those. Yeah, that's our. Uh, there's, yeah, technology doesn't make a uh, a bad retailer a good retailer. It will make a better a good retailer a better retailer more efficient and so forth. Yeah. And what did retail do before the spreadsheet? It's gone me. I think <laughs> that the, the number, every every retailer we talk to that you know we we need you know. More than two hands to count the respects yeah. they use for any yeah. given activity. The biggest transition in retail technology was being people moving from Lotus One Two Three to Excel. <laughs> is there really? That's the only one. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, your uh, your your analogy about the the heating and plumbing is is absolutely right. I mean, it doesn't matter how how fancy the uh, the front end is. Yeah, in a way, it it looks it, it's worse <clears throat> if you haven't got the back the back end right, then. Actually, having no front end is probably better than actually having a front end that doesn't work. Yeah, because you're not, you're not, you're not over promising. No, there's nothing more, conf more nothing more irritating than being told to go to customer services, and uh, you stand in line, you get to customer services, and they've got a really nice looking, uh, uh, late, you know, latest screen there, and uh, the screen gives you information that even the information you're given by the person is conflicting, and the person doesn't understand the information they're being given, and you just walk away. I think I've heard you rant about this retailer before. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> one day, one, one day, day we'll name them all. We retire. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The day before we retire, we'll name and shame them all. But uh, it's but frustrating I, for the asso the store associate, though, as well, know, or the customer be. service agent, if the information that they're getting is not. It, there's no, you know, if the integrity of that information is also. Um, questionable then it doesn't help them to do their jobs well and that's that's part of the problem isn't it so it's yeah. it's not that it isn't complex because it is there is you know an element of complexity yeah. but it should be in today's age it should be easier than than we're having you know yeah, lots of struggles it. than than because of um you know there's lots of legacy um you know lots of roadblocks, legacy yeah. roadblocks that become challenges and you know and i think but actually i think it's about um retailers really understanding that getting it right is a huge differentiator and yeah. it's also a huge revenue driver 100 i think retailers have got to have got to actually learn to live with legacy because yeah the diet we you know, we've again another topic we continually come back to is you can't uh, you, you can't always say the same thing so if you've got a problem with uh, with stock you can't say yeah we need a new supply chain system mm. so because how many times I mean, how many how many how many new uh, supply systems have you implemented? I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing because it's always you're always trying to treat the same problem. You never really get to the to the to the answer. I mean, it's probably it is more complicated now because there are more channels to market, <laughs> and you spend a lot of money doing so, a lot of time, money, and effort. Well, it's, it's a scary yeah. prospect. I mean, there's the, the capital cost of doing it, or or, or the yeah, or, the, or even the increased revenue cost, but. It's the it's a lost opportunity because hmm. these things. I know we're implementing technology a lot quicker than we used yeah. to, but it still takes time. Yeah, it's the same challenge for us. Mm. So you, you know, obviously single view of stock, and you know, is is a pain point that you're trying to you know you can help to address. Are addressing, yeah. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So it's something that you can help to address, and it is a you know it's a very um, important foundational element for for retail brands. Now, for us, it's similar in terms of things like single customer view and CDP. Yeah. But if you, you know, if a brand says, oh, yeah, but we can't do this because we haven't got a single customer view, it's like, 
okay, fine, that's probably going to, you know, take you at least a year, 18 months possibly to try and solve that. Six months if you're lucky. Mm. But actually in that period of time, you can still, there's things you can still do that will help you to move a step forward and to provide a better customer experience without, you know, and also it's, you know, because you'll you'll generate additional sales. Yeah, again, we we keep banging into these same sort of messages. It's it's about having a vision. It doesn't matter if you're taking incremental steps to get there, but take some steps and and, and know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah, the approach to implementation of, of any change has got to be very different from previously. You, you can't wait six months because if you wait six months, all that happens is, or even world longer, changes. Yeah, well, what happens is you, you implement something that was suitable for six months ago. Yeah, no. But retail's always changing, isn't yeah. it? You've so. got to have that flexibility to kind of innovate around the edge. You know, yes, we, and that's the piece that we, you know, that we're that we're trying to solve both of us in terms yeah. of in different ways. Yeah. And I think often, you know, it's <clears> trying to not be paralysed by this you know by what from a legacy perspective in terms because you don't need to rip everything and replace that it's very much you know I I, I think I was there when I was at Jaeger where you know like systems that were creaking and basically needed to um you know needed to reinvent everything but actually Mm. it was a question of actually what's working what's not working which what do you you know how do you approach that and and as you said it constantly involves so the ability to be able to really innovate you know, at the edge to deliver um, some value add and some... Um, and acknowledge that the edge is going to change and be flexible yeah. and fluid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is really key. When you uh, just go back to your channels and that, that edge fluidity, just a point you mentioned earlier, what are you seeing? What What's what's the most favourite method of communication these days, for example? What, Do you know, what are customers yeah. using? And, that, and, and does that, I think it does, vary greatly geographically, potentially? Yeah, hugely, hugely. So... You know, it's emails, you know, email is still not dead from a communication method. So we st- still, a lot of our brands still generate, you know, a really decent amount of um, revenue from, from email communications, which are personalized. Yeah. So not, not generic. Um, but WhatsApp, WhatsApp is huge, yeah, but being able yeah. to, to use that um, to, to <clears throat> sort of communicate, it's kind of more, more immediate, more sort of like, and it, in, and it's very much in EMEA. Um, more so than in in the US. US is SMS and MMS. It's really strange, right. yeah. but it is still WhatsApp is not used as much in in the US as as it is in Europe and yeah. other regions. And then you know when you go broader, then obviously there are lots of different WeChat and you know Line um, in Japan, and then you know you've got Kakao in in Korea and different you know different elements. Might so, that one. Okay. <laughs> so so no, you know, and I get, I think it's about the. the you know, you've got to be able to support what the customer is, you know, obviously what the customer wants to use and, yep. and being able to have that kind of immediate communication. And, and bring those together in some sort of, yeah. you know, a harmony yeah. view of, of what's going yeah. on. I suppose the, the best form of communications that you're in store, that your solution um, will promote <laughs> well, I want to make a pen and quill joke about this. Speech, right? <laughs> because it absolutely enables the, uh, enables the, uh, the person in the shop to actually have something to say meaningful yeah. to the customer. So that's uh, yeah, that, that's that's the vital thing because nowadays you walk into a store and, and the chances are a lot of stores people don't speak to you at all unless you buy something. And it's such do you a think some of, do you think what do you think store environment wise works best? I I, I do ponder the, <coughs> the Apple sort of model now and again. Um, you know the fact that I have to think about where to queue or how to find somebody to serve me. That, I mean, but you shouldn't do because they they still meet. Now they've got, they kind they, of have now they've got somebody at the door telling you yeah. where to go, and I think is yeah. that an extra layer that I don't need to say. 
Why isn't there just something that says, come here? But you can browse, can't you? But you could... They're you know, like, nice than me, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, you can wander around, but you still... Ideally, you still kind of... like Whenever I go in, or, I, you know, recently I had to... My phone just stopped working, so I had to go and sort it out within hours, obviously. Obviously, disaster, <laughs> and, yeah. and it literally, you know, I could book an appointment online which was painful because I went through chat for ages and then said look I just want to speak to a person yeah. please yeah. you know like I I just need to sort my phone out I need to speak to a person I need to book an appointment at you know Covent Garden now. Yeah. and that and go in and sort it out and again there there it was great you, you know and I, I then got to speak to a person and I you know everything was sorted and I purchased a new phone however you know and I think that's the is that balance of where does something like chat or you know a video call or something help you know, in terms of to, to have that direct conversation, where does that work versus then actually you actually physically want to have a, com, you know, a proper yes, conversation yeah, with someone yeah. and, and trying to, to get that right. <clears throat> yeah. And you, I think that's you do find yourself yeah. working out a way of getting past the bot, don't you? Yeah. Or working oh, out a way of past option four that you know is going to cut you off and say, use the website. Yeah, it, 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 you end up spending more time working out how to talk to a human. Yeah. And I think often when we, when we have a problem... Or we have, you know, something that we want to solve. You know, sometimes an email can, you know, like a, just a quick email or a chat can sort yeah. it. But then other times you, you you get frustrated and then you really want to speak to somebody. I, well, the, the best way of speaking to somebody uh, I found, I found since I, I had a, a problem just before Christmas over an item of furniture. And I tried through the, I tried using the, uh, the chat bot. I tried waiting online being told continually for at least 45 minutes that my call was important to them <laughs> and they still didn't get through <clears throat> the only solution i actually came to was uh, i called them out on twitter yeah and you know I've, the yeah. sad thing is i called them out on twitter and within 25 minutes the problem was resolved hmm. and it's because i called them out on twitter <laughs> and you shouldn't need to do that should no, you? no 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 yeah that that's not that's, you know, that's a great service. It's not. It's really poor service because that is the last line of resort. You shouldn't and it shouldn't have it in the first place. No, of course it shouldn't. There shouldn't have been a problem. But but equally, if there, you know, there are always problems because, I mean, yeah, it's just life. that Nothing ever runs perfectly. You know, things don't always run perfectly. So nothing runs perfectly because obviously sometimes it does. But no, things don't always run perfectly. So therefore you do need to have a, a route yeah. to get something resolved. That's the but equivalent actually, of shouting, isn't it? It is. Really, it's basically. exactly that. Yeah. That's exactly. Exactly right. It's like going into the store. Yeah. It's like it's like when I when I you know spend some time working in the store and the uh, and you get a customer who'd come in and they're completely utterly. This is before technology was a thing. I think we even had ECRs then before EPOS, and uh, and and a customer would come in and completely lose the plot. And yeah, you think God, the person is a nutter, and then actually you think actually you know what they had they have a point, yeah, <laughs> and they, they got what they wanted. Yeah, yeah they wanted a refund. They got a refund because at the end of the day, we just wanted them to leave the store. And and and, and sadly, that that's not that's not good customer service. No, it's not ideal. Yeah. So one one thing that we uh, to sort of bring this to a, a close, and one thing that we we can certainly do, but it's not just a case of put technology in there. There's got to be an alignment of of what the retailer has as their customer service philosophy. Um, but technology can certainly support, go a long way to supporting the in-store experience to make stores more relevant. Yeah, and, yeah. and a really valuable element of the uh, of the uh, of the selling, um, the whole selling process in in the business. If it's yeah, if it's supported by you know process and it, and that process 
makes the content of that technology accurate and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, can, you can't just automate rubbish. You've got to make no, it. No, 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 absolutely. And equally, you, know, you mentioned, uh, I said we're winding up, just one other point. You mentioned you know, Primark. I'm not picking out Primark, but they're those sort of almost self-service environments yeah. where you don't necessarily want somebody sort of walking around seeing if you're okay all the time because um, it's not necessary. But if Primark have a, and, and retailers like that have a view about what their customer service is, then... Yeah, they're bringing technology to support that view yes. rather than bringing forms, something yeah. that might be more aligned to a Paul Smith store or a Harvey Nichols. Mm. Yeah. I think, again, I think where, where things like I do see some, you know, changing and again, it comes back to the role of the store. But if you if you can enable your store associates to provide that really high level of self, you know, after sales care, then that's a really good example yeah. of where you can you know you can really have a person there a human helping to solve that problem you know from a returns perspective or whether it's you know like a um a, pro a service issue or a product issue because you know ultimately they they're an extension they, they should be you don't always have to go to customer service to sort no, something no. out you yeah, should you be able to talk to somebody yeah. online or talk to somebody well, in the store. don't have customer service. No, they're, they're, they're faced out with it. They use the, yeah. use the floor space for everything yeah. else. Yeah, 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 exactly. But you're right, I think, yeah. and to use Alan's hated word, they have to be empowered to take to, yeah. to make, be able to do stuff. Well, they have to have that information. They have yeah, to have do. that. If you've already raised a case or something with customer services, but if the store person can't see that, yeah. then how, you know, like, or, you know, I've got a repair being made and the store mm. people don't understand, you know, don't yeah. know what's happening with it. I've, you know, just popped in to, to get an update. So again, it's just about how you communicate and how you use that's back that, to the, that board If piece. it's not on the shop floor, we haven't got it. It's no, back no, to that no. sort of world, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What does uh, 2023 hold in store for proximity, Cathy, to, to wind up finally? <laughs> well, no, I, I, well, no thanks. I think it's actually a really exciting year in lots of ways. You know, obviously it's a challenging year. Everyone says it's going to be a challenging year. But I think in terms when there are times of challenge, it's about really trying to understand how you can make a difference. And I think that's where, you know, we're really... Um, looking at how we can focus on the value add that we provide, not just from a technology mm. perspective, but also from our broader experience. You know, a lot of, yeah. like you, a lot mm. of our team members yeah. will all come from retail. We really get retail and understand yeah. retail. We're really there to help brands, um, you know, differentiate and to do to do well. So we're really focusing yeah, on yeah, that value add. Yeah, at the same time, that sort of yeah. um, best yeah. practice mentality. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So are you going to NRF this year? I'm actually, for the first time, for Ages. Uh, my team are there. We're, right. Yeah, okay. the team are there. You're delegated. Yeah. No. Delegated. No. I actually have my lovely sister. Um, decided that she wanted to get married on the fourteenth oh, really? of January. Oh, right. So I'm off to France um, yeah. for a family wedding. Oh, so right. um, I'm, I'm afraid that's taken precedence. Wouldn't they move out for you so that you could <laughs> do the ceremony? Did they? So yeah. and it was just going to be too difficult to get there and back and with other priorities. Mm. So. Um, I reluctantly decided not to, to go yeah. and do my karaoke singing. Well, no, no, was I, was, I wasn't going to go down the karaoke route again. Not 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 while, not whilst we're recording. I was going to ask you out off the like what song you were going to sing. But, but no, you brought it up. No, I was going to ask you what technology you thought you were looking forward to. Seeing. Anything you you know you thought you might see this year because. Yeah, sometimes it's all quite oh, samey. Yeah, isn't it? Well, that's probably yeah. a whole new podcast, isn't it? Yeah. It, 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 it yeah. is. It is yeah. quite samey. So yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, we're we're not going either. So no. Uh, no. Next year, save up our pennies. Yeah. We're coming to your sister's wedding and send an attempt to put two, uh, two more places on the guest. Excellent. Right. Perfect. Thanks very much, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.